Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and I reckon this is episode 159. And this one is a little different. It's not a face-to-face interview. This one is a phone conversation. It's a phone recording, uh, an interview I did with uh, international musician Alejandro Escoveda. He is currently touring New Zealand for the first time. Uh, he's been putting out solo records across the last quarter century. Ahead of that, he was in some influential cowpunk bands. Uh, he's a rock and roller. He's a country mu- uh, singer songwriter he's a he's he's a punk player he was in a band that opened for the sex pistols when they uh, did their last show so uh, and they're you know in their original lineup back in the day he's also part of um, a famous musical family two of his brothers were percussionists in the classic santana lineup and his niece is sheila e uh, percussionist and drummer for Prince and of course uh, singer-songwriter and solo artist in her, in her own right. So he has this interesting family uh, thing going on and then he has pumped out the albums over the last quarter century and they have all been great. He is a songwriter's songwriter. Now I had the opportunity to talk to him over the phone ahead of the, the tour um, for an old-fashioned sort of uh, you know 15-minute phoner where you write it up and um, I hadn't done one of those in a while and I thought actually I'll record this because uh, I couldn't be bothered taking notes. I did write the interview up, I'll include a link to that in the notes for this, but when I listened to it back I thought oh this would be cool for people to hear. Um, it's good enough quality for you to listen to and uh, you know it's in celebration of the fact that he's finally touring New Zealand. Uh, I've had some good feedback on the print interview and I thought for anyone who's a bit of a train spotter and wants to see how these are, things are done you can check out the um, the conversation and then how I've kind of rearranged it jigsaw like I've made a narrative out of it whereas the conversation is a bit more free-flowing and a, uh, you know the questions don't line up with how I've written them up. I've had a bit of creative fun there as writers do in terms of crafting a narrative so so if you're into all of that fine if you're not I'm sorry I just bored you with that um, tedious um, explanation of, of why I'm sharing this I'm sharing it because I'm a huge fan of his music I think he's fantastic and I loved finally getting the chance to have a chat to him I didn't think I would you know when I started interviewing people he's not someone I ever thought I'd get to interview and he's not someone I ever thought would play in New Zealand I'm really looking forward to these shows uh, and uh, I hope you like this conversation this is me talking with Alejandro Escobedo hey Simon hi how are you doing I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I've got you at the right time. You're all expecting me? Yes. We're here uh, at a club. We're playing in Indianapolis, Indiana tonight. And we just finished sound check and took care of a few things. And now uh, I have my time with you. So great. I'm ready to go. Great, great. Yeah. Now, you seem very busy again all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to. You know, it, it's... It's been a great, great, great run with this record, and so it's just really beginning because uh, it only came out in September. So mm, mm. this is the second tour behind the album. But it, it and it arrived quickly on the back of another record. I know they're completely different records, but you were out on the road in support of the last record too. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Burned something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and but, very different records. Very much so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Well, go ahead. I'll oh, let you. Uh, oh no, uh, I was just going to say, what's the response been like to the to the new material live? Because it's, uh, I mean, it's a fantastic record. Your records are always strong, but this is a very personal story and a very important time to be telling it. 
Yeah, you know, the response has been overwhelming, really. I mean, everyone seems to really uh, have great appreciation for the story and the musicians who uh, backed me on the album. They're touring with me right now, so uh, that's a special treat to see a band from Italy come over and play this music so well. Uh, we work really well together, so... Um, you know, it's been it's been a great response all the way around. Mm-hmm. And are you doing a mixture of shows with the band and then on your own, or a smaller lineup? And how does how does that work? Well, this tour itself has the band, the complete band that played on the record. Yeah, wow, all six members. And um, and then uh, when I tour, um, I won't tour again. I come to, uh, of course, I come to. Australia and New Zealand, but I'll be solo then. Yeah, yeah. And I think what I, what I what I will focus on mostly there is uh, I'll play some of the new material, but really try to kind of uh, you know kind of lend a kind of a uh, I don't know what do we want to call it <laughs> a career kind of, a career uh, survey a greatest hits a um, yeah you know a little yeah <laughs> career spanning set that kind of talks about you know all the songs I've been. Yeah, uh, you know all the albums I've had and and the songs that I've written. So yeah, I'll probably start at the beginning and and then work my way towards this album. But mostly, uh, kind of trying to be a greatest hits kind of set. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, wow. Um, but but you know I won't tour with this band until um, actually when I come back from Australia. Yeah. And New Zealand, I go back to uh, Europe again to tour with the boys for. Mm. One last tour. Yeah. Wow. And we we don't see you down these parts, so this is pretty exciting for... Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about you coming here. There's uh, a, a lot of people... Well, that, I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah, a lot of people have been listening to your music for a long time. Yeah. So I'm very excited about coming. It's been way too long, and I'm not... You know, people ask me, well, why haven't you come before? And I'm not quite sure. <laughs> uh, you know, part of it is... Uh, you know, I guess I didn't have the right promoters or bookers that would uh, take a chance on me. But uh, I know a lot of my friends have been there, so and they've all loved it. So I'm very excited about coming. Wow! Yeah, and you, you, uh, you know, I understand you're in very good health these days. You obviously had um, ha- had some uh, a major health scare a while ago, and you've 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 lived with that and managed that correctly. Am I right? Well, it took a while. I mean, yeah. I, I I dealt with that for quite a while. But yeah, once I was, you know, once I took this new medicine, it was a matter of six months, and then I was back on my feet again. So, wow. uh, yeah, but I mean, I carried that disease for quite a while. Yeah, almost, yeah, almost twenty years, I think. You know, wow. Yeah. What uh, yeah. I mean, it feel it feels like the last few years you have. I mean, you uh, you strike me as a prolific writer and performer um but it feels like the last few years something in you has unlocked well there's something that happened and it might have to do a lot with getting rid of that disease yeah you know? yeah i think that i think that kind of like this new bill of hills gave me a new sense of awareness that um you know I, i'll be quite honest with you when when i was dealing with that disease towards the end of it before you know less than it's been about almost two two to three years, I think, mm. maybe longer. But, um, you know, I, I, it was starting to really get me down. You know, it was really starting to get me hard. And, and so once I got rid of it, though, it was like a, this whole new 
lease on life. I felt very energetic. Uh, I had a newfound sense of, of being that I hadn't had before. Hmm. And so uh, I think it lent itself very well to performing. My performances became more um, energetic and uh, enthusiastic. And I, I really just fell in love again with the uh, with the art of making music, you know. Mm. So uh, I think that that new bill of health really had a, a lot to do with that. That and my my wife, you know, I, I I got married about it's been four years, I guess, five yeah. years or so. Yeah. But uh, uh, but that's helped a lot, and uh, you know, it's just coming to terms with everything, you know. And I mean. I, a lot of my friends have passed away, but I'm still here, and uh, and so in their honor and in their name and in their uh, their love, I, I I keep going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now tell me, you 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 referenced doing a bit of a deep dive set in New Zealand and Australia, playing playing more from the catalogue. Um, is it you have such a big catalogue? Is it strange for you to revisit any of these songs? Is it is it um is it easy for you to tap back into who you were when you wrote them? Do you approach them differently? Do they mean more to you? I think, I, you know, it's like a lot of times with the songs, especially when you write such personal mm. songs, uh, it takes a while to really understand them even, you know. And so years of singing in these songs or, or listening to them from time to time, has given me a completely different perspective on what they are, you know. Some of them make more sense, some of them not as much sense, you know, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. But but I tend to approach them with a, uh, I think that a, a clear understanding of what the songs are most of the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just a matter of time and, and, and experience, you know. Mm-hmm. You, uh, had, I guess you've shown a little bit of frustration the last few years at being, pegged as an Americana artist or, or or frustrated by the idea of labels, I'm thinking that one of the, the things that's very um, important to what you do is that actually some of the greatest country singer-songwriters were about as punk as punk could get. Exactly. And so that's the whole point of, it, of all of this. But, yeah. you know, it's funny, when I was in rank and file, for, for instance, they labeled us country punk, right? Yeah, yeah. And we we really were something completely outside of everything. I mean, we were really trying to create something different. We obviously listened to country records. We obviously listened to punk rock music and then made punk rock music. And, but we also listened to uh, dub reggae. We also listened to, uh, you know, everything from Stockhausen to uh, Bob Dylan, you know. So, um all of that is kind of thrown into it, and especially once I went off on my own. Mm. It was, you know, people always ask me, what is what is your music like? And I say, well, it's the result of having a very vast record collection. You know? mm. Mm. And, and, and if I think about, like, where it all began with my... My father loved country music, Mexican music, and uh, he loved the crooners, like... You know, Nat King Cole and, and Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett and those guys. And then my mother loved big band music, big band swing. My older brothers were into Latin jazz and stuff, you know. So, yeah. uh, and and then I was raised basically by my this my cousin who she loved rock and roll. She loved uh, Elvis and Jerry Lee and the Big Bopper and Chuck Berry and 
the Everly Brothers, all that stuff she adored. So that was really where it began for me, you know, was all that mixture of music. And mm. it, there was records being played in our home, so... Uh, there was a lot to draw from. Yeah. Uh, my next question was, I mean, apart from the incredible musical education that you're talking about, and clearly all of it went in in some way or other, I wanted to ask you, which you've been asked all the time, I imagine, but we all know you come from a famous musical family, and I wonder what that, yeah. has, what that has meant to you outside of that education that you just spoke of. Um, well, it's been everything, really, because... You know, it's it's my brothers, my older brothers were my 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 biggest influence. You know, yeah, and not just musically, although their music and their approach to music was subliminal. You know, because I love the Stooges and the MC5 and the New York Dolls and the Velvet Underground. Yeah, but yet when I started making my own music, I suddenly found myself creating these large ensembles of musicians with sometimes up to 15 musicians and really paying more attention to the architecture of the song than I was, you know, to anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that was something I got from them. And the other thing I got from them was this kind of, um, which is also very Mexican, you know, this kind of attitude that you have to be kind of humble in a way when you present the music and not uh, present it in a very... Um, um, you know, I don't know what's the word. Arrogance <laughs> mm. is, is not necessary, you know, Mm-mm. and that you're, you're you're given a gift to make this music, and that whenever you think that you're above the gift itself, then you're definitely kind of committing an artistic suicide. So there was something really subtle about like learning how to work really hard and being very persistent about the work, and that was the sole purpose of everything was to create the best you could, you know, so Mm, mm. I I, was all through my brothers. I was thinking, you know, listening to The Crossing, which I've been listening to a lot. I loved that record last year and it was one of my favorites of the year. But uh, right through your work, if I if I was to somehow try and think of two musical forces that I hear happening at the same time, it's it's like you, you the best of your music is some kind of collaboration between Elvis Costello and Los Lobos, and what I mean by that oh, is both of those artists embrace, as you would know, so many things beyond what they're just defined as. They both kind of come from punk in some way. They they both speak, yeah. speak to great songwriting, but then there's and and also all of those things that you bring in, like string sections, horns, different different textures. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it has those elements where, you know, it's funny because when, when I left rank and file and I, I called my brother up, my brother Javier, to start the True Believers, yeah. our our inspiration, we always told each other we were going to create the Matahupo of the Southwest. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so we wanted to be a rock and roll band, you know, a real hard rocking band. Um, not metal, not any of that stuff, but just a good rock and roll band. Um, but we also wanted to tell stories, and we wanted the lyrics to be a little more literate, you know, and to have stories behind them and somehow messages inside those stories. So Ian Hunter was a big influence, you right, know, right. Uh, on a, you know, in that respect. And I think that, in a way, I carry... It, it's like if you married... Towns Van Zandt with the Stooges, yeah. you know that was kind yeah. of the, that we were 
for you know so yeah 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 well you you, you i mean you managed to tell you talk about storytelling but um, I think one of the things you do so well, and obviously it's down to some of the people you collaborate with too, I'm sure, but you find a way to tell stories musically, not just lyrically, and that seems very important to you. Right. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but originally I did not want to be a musician. I wanted to yes. be a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, like, when I started making music, the idea was to create these little movies within, you know, these little songs, you know? that the songs were something that you could kind of see in a way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and obvi- obviously, you know, um, you know, a soundtrack can make or break a film, you know, for sure. Uh, in my opinion, you know, so anything musical that we found interesting that lent itself to the drama or the humor or the, the, the kind of plain spoken everyday kind of observation, was important. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's where the, I mean, obviously the crossing, but also I think back to like the boxing mirror, the, the sort of concepty kind of um, threads that run through some of your work, does that, does that come directly from wanting to be a filmmaker, that, that actual telling of a full story, not just a bite-sized three-minute pop song? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, when you look at the films of, uh, you know, like, let's say, uh, uh Bernard Herrmann, mm-hmm. you know, mm. or, or um, you know, the soundtracks to like the Taxi Driver, let's oh, say, yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know, any of the Bertolucci great soundtracks, uh, any of those kind of films, and Truffaut, you know, his work with uh, with different composers, mm. you know, all, all that kind of stuff is, is uh, essential to telling the story, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. so I find it really important, you know. And I mean, one one way to listen to the crossing is to hear it as an audio version of a movie. I mean, I thought of, uh, I guess, a, a close comparison in some ways is Raikuda's some of his stuff, like Chavez Ravine and so forth. Is that it almost, yeah. feels, you know, takes you on a journey. Exactly. Well, you know, the, the idea that Antonio and I had when we wrote the record was that we would. Um, uh, almost, it's it's like a, a soundtrack to a movie that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so that was important. You know? yeah. But I, you know, and and, and I think it's it's it, the great success for us artistically was that when we when we listen to the record from beginning to end, we we feel like we've been on a journey. You know. Yeah. And that was the idea. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What um, is it like? playing the music that you're playing right now and uh, taking this music to people in, um, I don't really want to call it Trump America because I know that there are so many parts of America that are that are really not Trump America, but in the political climate, um, what has the mood been like touring and playing songs for you? It's been very receptive. We've had a few walkouts, you know, you're bound to get walkouts if I mention Trump. And I don't even like... You know, it, it's funny because I'll mention him, mm. I'll, uh, like that song Fury and Fire. You know, yeah. I'll say, uh, this is a, like the introduction I make. I say, you know, we didn't want to uh, allow uh, the current administration into our uh, uh, our album, but they bullied their way onto the <laughs> album, you know, and it's, and, it's hard, and, and it's hard to ignore the administration and, and their policies towards immigration. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, you're going to make that connection. And then some people get up and leave because they don't want to hear it, you know. Wow. But 
that's their that's their that's their prerogative and uh you know we don't really need that kind of closed-minded audience anyway you know it's not well, important well just the use of that term bullying i mean that's the trump administration crystallized right there isn't it that's Exactly. You know, if you boil it down to one thing that's that's across his, in fact, his career, not just his political career, it's bully. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and that that you know that his wife uh, took on as her project as uh, uh, you know the first lady of uh, anti-bullying <laughs> yeah. campaign. Yeah. Just it's just ridiculous and absurd. You know, yeah, a sick joke. That's the world we live in these days, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, it doesn't sound like you are slowing down at all. It sounds like you are um, firing ahead with not just touring but, but writing. I imagine the next set of songs is starting to, to form in your head, if not on the page. Oh, yeah, we got, you know, uh, every time... It's funny, with this group, every time we hit the stage and do a sound check, we come up with an idea for a new song. You know, wow. we're always uh, coming up with new stuff. So today we came up with a cool one, um, and I'm sure we'll do it tomorrow, you know. Um, it's just, these guys are so good, and I'm so relaxed around them. And it's funny that, you know, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but, mm. you know, going to, uh, when I traveled to Italy to make the record, it really was a liberating experience in so many ways. And I, I think that lyrically this record says more about what I feel about uh, this current state of affairs and the current state that I'm in also, you know, mm. more than any other record I've ever made, really. Mm, mm. So, no, that, that, that very much comes across, yeah. Yeah. Was it important, do you think, I mean, obviously you've written some of the stuff in America, but do you think that part of the liberating thing is, is, is what you're saying is actually stepping outside the country to create it? I think so, and I think that you get a perspective from afar mm. that you don't get because you're surrounded by other opinions now from, you know, people like the thing about when we first started touring with this band in Europe, Trump had just uh, gained office. Mm. And so, you know, the opinion there was, you know, we are so disappointed in America, you know, like Europeans uh, really look to us as a symbol of democracy and uh, a great experiment in, in unity and democracy, right, and freedom. Mm. And in a way, people felt like we had failed them by allowing this to happen, you know. And... Um, as much as I understand that, it, it was funny. I never really kind of uh, saw it that way. But once I went to Europe, I saw it in a different perspective. And there, we could get five pe 5,000 people to, you know, start a chant, fuck Trump, you know, in the middle of a song. You yeah, know, and, yeah. Uh, it, and they would they would join along. You know, so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> now, people often, <laughs> people, people often talk about backing musicians, uh, you know, people that work in backing bands as being so versatile for being able to work with, with other people. But I'm not sure that people always talk about, you know, someone like yourself, who I guess, for want of a term, you are a singer-songwriter, you're a musician, but they're your songs that you yeah. sing and, and, and you're out there as the front person. Now, it requires a versatility from you to be able to fit in with so many different musicians, and you've done that across your career. Yeah, because, you know, that's a, that's a testament to the songs, I think. You know? Yeah. 
Because I, I think that if the song can take the abuse that I've given them over the years, you know, <laughs> whether it be, you know, a string quartet yeah. or a big band, I mean, with 15 horn section and percussion section, you know, kind of a uh, almost like a uh, combination of Van Morrison and, and Springsteen's mm, band, you know, mm, kind of. Mm. And, or you can um, play it with just two loud, you know, Marshall-driven guitars and bass and drums and still make it work. That's That just is a good song, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think when you have a song, and I can just come before you, and which I will be doing, you know? Yeah. And, and in such a n- naked kind of solo performance, I'm not a great guitar player, but I can make the song work. I can express the meaning behind the song and the story. You know, I can I can entertain people without being... Uh, tech, and I don't come from that world anyway. It wasn't about that. It was about the song. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about presenting the song. So, you know, I can I can present the song by myself, or I can do it with a band or an orchestra or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's just a matter of, uh, um, you know, I always felt this after a certain point when you start making music. I felt that I, I was good in any situation, so that if, uh, you know, if the, uh, whatever happened, you know, I could stand up there and deliver my song, you know? Yeah, yeah. If the band didn't show up for the gig that night or only <laughs> two or three of them did, you know, whatever the pieces were that I had to work with, I knew that I could make something up. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that's, that's exactly it. You're approaching it from the point of view of creating something that, that, deserves to exist that needs to exist not just making a racket and hoping to find a song somewhere within it right right exactly you know it's 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 trying to create something that um says something <laughs> well that makes a statement yeah, yeah you know that 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 is something that you know i'll enjoy doing 20 years from now if i live that long or um you know in the past you know i just I remember, like, when I first started writing songs, people would ask me, you know, like, I remember writing in, in the van with the band, and they were going, you know, we were all talking about songwriting. It was new to me, you know. Mm. And I said, I want to write timeless songs, man. That's what I want to do. I want to try to write songs that, you know, my kids will remember and my family will remember, my friends, and hopefully more than that, you know. But uh, songs that really mean something to someone, you know, so... And, and, you know, that's the greatest gift a songwriter can have is when someone comes up to you and says, you know, this music song has helped me through some difficult situations or yeah. made me laugh and feel better. Or, you know, I, get, I, I wrote a song called Wedding Day, you know, and uh, last night um, a friend told me that, uh, actually not a friend, but a, a fan yeah. told me that through generations of marriages, that song has always been played in their family. So, wow. you know, that's a, that's a lovely thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, this attitude that you're putting across, I mean, uh, of basically wanting to create something that means something and, the, and then connecting from it. Now, you'd have been told that by lots of people. I've, In my role, I've been told that by lots of people, but it doesn't always stick. But I feel like this attitude that you're putting across, I mean, this is the real reason that you have... Uh, major currency and and actual legacy, right? Because you were so often described as a kind of songwriter's songwriter and possibly underrated. When people discover you, 
it is a case of there being like an actual embarrassment of riches. You have a catalogue full of things that. <laughs> now, now you can't. It's you, kind of funny. Yeah, well, you can't set out to do that. You don't set out to say, well, one day someone's going to find twenty albums and nineteen of them are going to be fantastic, and one of them is going to be pretty good. But, but you yeah. know, that's sort of where you're at now, and that that must be pretty. Um, uh, I guess, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but helpful would be one thing, and also a, a, a nice um, a nice way of saying, well, it was worth sticking it out. You know, I was onto something. I was I had the right approach. You know, I think that that's the most significant part of it, is that, like, it, it, it validates all the hard work that we yeah. went through, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, miles and miles and miles and miles of touring. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, Thousands of nights of, of, of uh, you know gigs and yeah. you know all all of that you know and so when when you when you meet the person who says I just saw you for the first time I'm sorry that I didn't know about you but <laughs> yeah. I know about you now I went out and I bought every record that you've made you know and I love them all or that I love you know and and that's that's that you know that's. Uh, I, I'm not so sure everyone can say that, and, yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. so it makes it very special. It makes it, it makes it, it makes it a very uh, uh, fruitful experience, I guess, for everybody. You know, yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Now, listen, I've I've taken up a lot of your time already. Um, is there anything that you wanted to put across that I haven't asked you that you want to want to put out there, particularly, I guess, for your New Zealand fans who, I, as I said, are so excited about finally getting the chance? Well, I just to want see every. You. I, I, it's, I think in New Zealand, uh, my two shows are going to be completely solo. I won't have a guitar player and a accompanist. Yeah. So that uh, I think everyone's going to come, and it'll be an intimate show with a lot of storytelling, a lot of talking about uh, uh, where where I come from and yeah. and what inspired the songs, and and uh, you know it'll be a nice evening. I, I like doing it. You know, and, so it'll be cool. And we'll definitely join you in on the fuck Trump chant if you want to start that up. Again, okay. Just, I'm sure you'll work that out. You'll read the room better than anyone, but um, we'll we'll be there to to help you chant that if you're still doing that. <laughs> well, I hope you come and introduce yourself when I'm there. Oh, I'd lo- I w- I'm really looking forward to the show. So if there's a chance to come and say hi, I will. Thank you. I mean, I've I've loved your music for yeah. for a long time, 15, 20 years, and I um, you know, I I can't pick a favorite. Obviously, the favorite at the moment is the Crossing because that's getting the most play, but. Um, Man, you know you've 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 done a lot for me. As as you've as you've just said, you've heard from a lot of people, but you've you've written some of the best songs I've heard. Well, thank you so much. And uh, you know what, um, Nancy and I, my wife and I, we're going to be we're going to spend a couple days in New Zealand after the last show to kind of just get some rest and maybe get to see a little bit of it. So uh, it'll be wonderful. I've always heard nothing but beautiful things about New Zealand. Oh, wonderful. They've broken all the pretty things The records and the phonographs If I could make 